Hi, this is Joyce Bullison. You're listening to TV Confidential. You may see the gospel in a different light. You may hear the story in a different way. Word spread quickly about our Lord. His messages and miracles were getting him a lot of attention. Oh, Christ. Uh-huh. Ed Robertson with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this station at the usual time. We'll play part two of our conversation with Ruta Lee, plus we'll welcome back Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater, two of the co-authors of Bob Crane, The Definitive Biography. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, this being Easter weekend, as this program airs, we thought we would play some more of a conversation that originally aired in April 2019 with actor Kirk Taylor. Kirk plays Simon Peter in Revival, The Experience, a musical adaptation of the gospel according to St. John. Revival is now available on DVD as well as streaming on demand. We touched on this uh, a little bit, a little earlier in our conversation, Kirk. Uh, One of the things that attracted you about playing Simon Peter in Revival is that in many respects, Peter is probably the most human of the apostles, because even though he was the rock, the foundation on which the church was built, he did deny Jesus three times, as the story is told. But when you think about it, the story of Peter's denial, that kind of shows the human side of Jesus, because Jesus could have said, forget this guy, he buckled when I needed him the most, and yet (laughs) Jesus showed his faith in Peter. Yes, yes, and that that kind of forgiveness is demonstrated in many ways for those who are, I mean, with those who were uh, unrepentant and hardened, he used the law. Mm -hmm. And for those that were broken, he used grace. Mm -hmm. And the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, I mean, what a setup. How did they find, did they wait for the moment? They didn't even bring the guy. (laughs) They brought her knowing that the law of Moses said, the law said you must stone her to death. That's the penalty. And they were trying to get him just because they knew he was too compassionate for that. They knew he was doing so. The same capacity showed Peter. So they try to trap him because they said, if we can get him to break the law of Moses and say, no, we don't keep the law of Moses, then we can really get, we can oust this guy. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing that, he, he basically pointed out the fact that everybody's full of sin. We all, I mean, that's the thing. Everybody has, it says, we've all fallen short of the grace of God. Nobody deserves it. So that's a great equalizer. So the woman uh, caught in adultery or Peter, it's like, listen, it can all be forgiven. Just turn. Yeah. If you're alive, as King Solomon said, he said, where there's life, there is hope. Because even a living dog is better than a dead lion. I'd rather be a lion, but if, if the, it's a rug, a lion rug, I'll be the chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm alive. I have hope. And so where there's life, there's hope. And that's what Peter, Peter received. That's what Paul received, who wrote much of the New Testament, one of the great evangelists of any era. And he said at one point, because he, he was supervised the stoning of the first martyr, Stephen. Mm-hmm. He supervised it. He held their cloaks. Hey, hold my coat while I kill this guy. And he did. Yeah. He held their coats and basically approved it. And so that blood was on him. And he said later on that God forgave me, the worst, the chief of sinners, mm-hmm. to show that he would have mercy on anybody, anybody who's willing to come, come and live. And so that's the message that... We see through Peter, you, as you said very well, that it, it shows how human he was. I mean, this is the guy that cut off the ear of the high priest. This is the guy that walked on water. This is the guy that gave the testimony that Jesus praised above every testimony. 
who do men say I am? Oh, they say John the Baptist came back. Maybe you're Elijah that's supposed to come before the Messiah comes. Maybe it's, but who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ. You're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that, but my Father revealed it. Then two seconds later, Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan, because he was cooperating with a different agenda. I mean, listen, do you think Jesus wanted to live? Heck yeah. Yeah. That, that's why Molly's song, Molly music, and thank you for correcting, I didn't know he was a three-time Grammy nominee. That's even better. <laughs> but, but Molly wrote a tune, Ed, called Not My Will. Now, the power of music to take an emotion and build it and develop it and extend its power is unparalleled. Yeah. You can see what music does to films. You add, you turn off the soundtrack, turn off the volume, and it doesn't look like anything. Then you put it on in the musical cues. Molly wrote a song called Not My Will. And they didn't tell us. We, we're, we're in the Garden of Gethsemane, which mm -hmm. is where the, the olive press, mm -hmm. where Jesus went through the, the cries of his humanity. Mm -hmm. He said, stay here and pray. Pray with me as I go up. And he went off to a place and he said, Father, if there's any, if there's any way we could do this a different way, that I don't have to die, I don't have to drink this cup of suffering. And every time he said it, he followed it with, but, but not my will. Yeah. Your will be done. So his humanity was, was on full display, but yet he wrestled with that humanity to do the will of God. And so, you know, there, there's great hope for all of us when we see others struggle, stumble, fall, but get restored, get healed. And that song, man, when he finished that, now because they, they had playback, and he sang it or lip-synced it, as we were laying there sleeping, they said, you're asleep in the garden, Peter, Cephas. I said, all right, all right. So I laid down. They said, let's, let's shoot it. Let's shoot it. Playback, action. And he started singing this song, Not My Will, But Your Will. And I, I tell you the truth, I literally had a puddle of tears on the floor when I got up as Peter woke up. I was devastated by that song because it really brought home that, you know, people concentrate on Jesus' deity, and they should. Mm -hmm. But he was a man, and he had, do you think he wanted a family? Do you think that maybe he wanted to have a life and enjoy the fruits of this world and, and, the, and the wonders that had been created through him? But still, he's there. Of course he did. But he was willing to sacrifice that for a greater good, an investment in the future of the world, really. I mean, these, this ragtag bunch of followers who you'll see, and we play them as ragtag. We are like some rough dudes. Fishermen, we're not playing. And this ragtag group, Jesus said something ridiculous, audacious. He said, this gospel that I'm teaching you guys is going to be preached in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, which was a stretch because they hated the Samaritans, and to the uttermost parts of the world. What? <laughs> so the God of Israel had always planned that he would be worshipped, the yeah. one God would be worshipped around the world. And if Jesus is not the Messiah, there's no one coming. Because it was predicted during the second temple, he would enter the temple. So it's a, it's a powerful message, and I think the film really, really explores it in, in such a unique way. Because it starts off, Harry Lennox wrote it as a stage play. People know Harry from the, the uh, he's on the blacklist right now. I love mm -hmm. that show with James Spader. They've seen him in Man of Steel, Matrix, and The Five Heartbeats, one of his first films. He's wonderful in this. Mm -hmm. But this was his passion project as he had surrendered his heart to God. And he wrote it, and Dr. Holly Carter, who was one of our executive producers, she had it done on stage at their church, several seasons. Very successful. Revival, revival, revival. The play. Someone had the bright idea, said, well, what if we 
what if we filmed it? So they tried to start off doing it like just like a filming a play, uh, two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and that ballooned to five hundred, which ballooned to a million, which ballooned to one point five, and we won't even talk about where it is now, because I'm not supposed to say. Okay. But um, it got super super expensive, but they still kept some of the format. So here's how unusual it is: present day L.A. Actor walking to, through the street with a guitar over his shoulder, heads to a theater under marquee. It says revival, and basically he goes in. He's playing the role of Jesus. So it's a play. So we're filming him in the dressing room. They're having rehearsals up there. People are getting ready to start. And um, he, in a supernatural way, which I won't reveal, he falls into the first century. Now he is Jesus. And the play continues in the first century Ah. with people of color. And and, uh, there are many who have contended that the original residents of Jerusalem were of a much more swarthy complexion. Yeah. Some of the yeah. uh, the Jews now from the you know from Europe, the European Jews that came over, which no, is fine. It's, but they're but, saying that they looked a lot more like me, uh, and I found I have Jewish ancestry than, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but black and Jewish, so mm-hmm. I have this interesting you know different kind of look, which is good for my my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then then it flashes back to the stage, and Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, the former Jeff Destiny's Child group, is singing a gorgeous song about not finding the body of Jesus. Then it flashes back to the first century. Then it flashes to the future, 2050, 2060 maybe, L.A., Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm. And it continues there. So it's like, whoa, I got it. I said, wow, Harry. So this is speaking about the timelessness of this message. It works in every generation, mm-hmm. that it crosses all culture and land and every medium that can be used to spread this message. And so that's why I think the film is so unique, very, very unusual, and really, really special, because I think it captures some of the heart of the gospel in a way that you wouldn't expect. It's like we took some artistic liberties, like, for instance, with the temptations of Christ. You've never seen it like this. Mm-hmm. Tell you that right now. You have never seen anything like this. Very, very unusual and wonderful. And then some of the music is so stirring, including that one I told you. Our song is pretty cool, the, the Doubting Thomas Fugue, and... Uh, we just what a host. Kenny Lattimore comes on board. We have such a great cast of stars. We have Wendy Raquel Robinson is in there. You mentioned um, Don Lewis, Roland Buck III, who's on that uh, Chicago Med show. Anthony Azizi, a veteran actor who plays Judas, and he does, oh my gosh, Jeffrey Anderson Gunter, who people have seen in the Michael Jackson black and white video at the mm-hmm. end in, in various Predator movies and things. He plays King Herod opposite Shaka Khan. And you, wait until you see the scene with them. Because she's trying to get the head of John the Baptist cut off because he basically has said, you can't, it's adultery for you to marry your brother's wife. Mm-hmm. It's not right. And she was like, yeah, we're going to shut that off right there. <laughs> and she convinces <laughs> Jeff's character, King Herod, yeah. to get rid of John the Baptist. And so we, we just have such a, a strong group of performers, and people will recognize. They're going to recognize them from all these different projects. And listen, we didn't do it for the money because it was an ultra-low-budget feature. I won't even tell you what that pays. But we did it because we saw the possibility of greatness and wanted to be a part of it. So we became a big family. We cheered one another on on set. And I think we've captured something really, really special. Although Baba Tunde's in it as well. He directed the second half of it, the second leg of the film. Takia Crystal Kama, who was in, uh, in Living Color for mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. wonderful actress. Mm-hmm. She's one of our producers as well, executive producers. We just have, like... I can't wait for people to see this. And by the way, the website is revivalthemovie.com. I think that this film will um, will definitely encourage and refresh people and even challenge them to give give things a second thought. 
Kirk Taylor plays Simon Peter in Revival. Revival, an upcoming musical film produced by and starring Harry Lennox that is based on the gospel, according to John. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Revival is now available on DVD as well as streaming on demand. For more information, revivalthemovie.com, revivalthemovie.com. You can also stay up to date with the latest news with Revival by following Revival the Experience on Facebook. That leaves us with just enough time to tell you that our friends at Time Life have just released a brand new collection of highlights from Cher's inimitable career that is now available at retail for the very first time. That will be the best to share. The Best to Share 5 DVD collection packed with unforgettable music, classic comedy, and fabulous outfits. The Best to Share, now available at retail for the very first time from our friends at Time Life. This 5 DVD collection includes 10 episodes of Cher's solo variety series from 1975, plus vintage interviews of Cher, circa 1975, on The Dick Cavett Show, and Dinah, and brand new exclusive bonus interviews with Cher, Lily Tomlin, designer Bob Mackey, and producer George Schlatter. That's the best to share, the best to share, five DVD collection, the best to share, now available at retail for the very first time from our friends at Time Life. A reminder that My West Side Story, a memoir by George Chikiris, is available through Lions Press, as well as Amazon.com, where the books are sold online. Well, consider your ass kissed. Arudali is available for pre-order right now through Amazon.com. That'll do it for our program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, Rafa Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grice, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.